From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you are listening to the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for the week of May 24th, 2011. I'm John Magi, and I'll be your host this week. In the studio, we have Max Eccles doing something. We have... <laughs> Kathy Rowling, Scott Smith, Corey Martin, and Kevin Close. A little light this week. Pete, Walter, and Teresa are currently on their way to Spain for their Mediterranean cruise. And they're going to be doing an ABD, Adventures by Disney, and on both before the cruise and during the cruise. And they're going to be filling us in on what's happening and what's going on um, during their whole trip. Hopefully they'll keep us up to date on the boards, on the Diz. Pete's Facebook page as well as the Dreams Unlimited Travel Facebook page. So we're looking forward to that, and we hope they have a good time. We know they're going to have a good time, but... And Teresa's going to cry through the whole thing. She is. She's going to cry through it all. I hope she stays hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Teresa. All right. For this segment, um, we're going to talk about our breakfast that hosted by Dave Parfit at Disney's Hollywood Studios for Star Wars Weekend in honor of Give Kids the World, or Pro, Pro Feeds... Feeds. All proceeds went to Give Kids the World. And we're also going to do a little bit about, for those of us who rode the new and improved Star Tours ride, what we thought of it. And also, Kevin's going to geek out on the Star Wars weekend and his impressions of Star Wars yeah. weekend. <laughs> so, let's talk a little bit about Dave's event. Dave organized a fantastic event. A lot of credit to Dave for what he had to go through and what he... Uh, organized. We had a breakfast of about 120 people at the Backlot Express in Disney's Hollywood Studios. We got there about 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. so that we could check into the event. Not easy for some of us. <laughs> some of us were a bit cranky. We <laughs> <laughs> get up at 4 a.m. Not saying who. Some of us. Um, Disney was great about it. Disney gave us a table and gave us wristbands and checked everybody in relatively quickly, I thought. Mm-hmm. Disney did something funny with I'm the wristbands. Just going to say, I can't wait until Kevin talks about the wristbands. If you had it, you had to have, uh, if you wanted to go to the breakfast, you did not have to have admission. We were escorted to the breakfast. And then if you didn't have a ticket, you would be escorted out of the park. And the way they differentiated this was if you had a ticket, you got a pink wristband. Yellow wristband. Yeah, I had pink. pink. I had pink. Oh, did you? Yellow. Towards the end, we started going different colors. Okay, sorry, guys. <laughs> I, you can just write me an apology. If you had a ticket, you got a pink wristband. If you didn't have a ticket, you got a pink and a yellow wristband. And we stood there, and it was at 6 o'clock in the morning, and there were some great Disney employees trying to help us get everybody registered and into the thing. And I said to the lady... What happens if the people just take off the yellow wristband? And all of a sudden, a light went on. I don't think she was an early riser either. <laughs> I said, shouldn't people with tickets get two wristbands? And if you, only, if you don't have a ticket, you only get the one wristband? I said, what's to stop people from taking off the yellow wristband and just going out into the park? And she turned to me and she said, with all seriousness, I think people are basically honest. And I thought, well, <laughs> well, mm-hmm. well I thought of it. 
And then someone else, uh, Teresa said to me, why aren't people just taking off the yellow wristband? Just <laughs> taking off both. As soon as the event was over, I took mine off. Right. And then, you know, just wander away. So it was, it was very funny. And I think all of a sudden they thought, duh, yeah. this wasn't a good plan. <laughs> so then they switched to only having one wristband. So you didn't really know about halfway through the registration process. Who had a ticket? Who didn't have a ticket? I think they kind of just gave up on that and just let people in. Yeah, I think, I think the, so. for the most part, people had tickets to get into the. I park. do too. I, don't I, think. I know when we were checking them in, I can't really think of anybody except for the people who wandered up that were in the autograph line. Oh, that didn't know what was going on. We got there about quarter to six in the morning to make sure that you know there was a, we just to be there early in case we were needed. And the woman at the bag check says to me. Are you one of those people who's here for autographs? <laughs> Whoa. No, I'm not, actually. But there was people who apparently had camped out since 4 a.m. We saw them taking their, like, air mattresses and pillows back to their car when we got there. This is The security guy, like, right when we walked in, he's like, enjoy your breakfast. But I wonder how he knew we weren't in line because yeah. we weren't dressed like Star Wars characters Maybe. or something. You want to explain real quick what that was about with the people sitting in line? That for Star Wars weekends, every morning um, they give out fast passes to for the different characters that are going to be there, celebrities that are going to be there, and they go relatively quickly. And of course, the more popular people go even more quickly. So people were lined up when we were there. Whatever night we did the Star Thursday, Friday morning, early Friday morning, there was already people in line when we were there at midnight. For when the park opened the next morning. Wow. Is there anybody that you would get in line for an autograph at midnight the night before? I'll have to think about that. We had a discussion about this. Not to do with Star Star Wars. I would think it's not anyone living. Like if Abraham Lincoln was going to be in the park, I'd (laughs) get in line to meet him or something. But (laughs) I can't think of any living soul right now that I would line up. Nine, ten, twelve hours in advance to get no, their autograph. I, I can't either. If, if they would put George Lucas out there, I would think about it. But there's no way he would ever do that. But the year before, I went, when I got there at park opening, there was still, you know, the line had all gone through. They still had some fast passes available. So if you were willing to gamble, you could have just strolled up at park opening and still got some. True. All right. So back to our event. We got it. Well, we didn't. Dave and his team got everybody checked in, and they escorted us back to the Backlot Express about 6.30 in the morning. Um, kind of weird at that time. Usually when you go into a park early, you don't see as much of this. There was a lot of setup going on, mm-hmm. probably because of Star Wars Weekend. The other thing that I was surprised at was you didn't get any of the no photography speech. Well, we didn't go back with the main group, so maybe they did. But no, usually, when I was you, with the main group, we didn't get that. They kind of they, they told Dave before the event that we um we weren't really allowed to take photos. That we sh- we would have to, have to hire a uh, at the event hire a Disney photographer. Yeah, we didn't do that, but it it, it didn't seem very strict about a lot of stuff back. Yeah, but then. if you take the backstage magic tour, <clears throat> you're told several times that you're going into a park that's not open yet. So you're not allowed mm. to take pictures of any of the people setting up or anything. And I didn't hear any of that, which was surprising. Right. And there was a lot of setup going on. There was a crane by the hat that was putting together a uh, stage. There were um, trucks trucks, and cast members planning stuff. It was just really weird for the park was going to open soon, too. It was well, like, did they no. take you directly back? Because when we closed down registration and they took us back, they took us 
um, back by like prime time and took us through the back of Indiana Jones because they yeah, said that's where there was we went. okay because mm-hmm. they said there was a spill. So oh. grease spill no, see, or something. We, at the last minute, Kevin decided he wanted a scooter, so he didn't have to navigate the crowds coming out. And so we were really far back, and we just walked up a big drag and took her. Maybe that was the whole thing. Maybe we weren't supposed to see that stuff, and maybe. And there was somebody there to to rent you the cart. Yep. Oh yeah. Wow. I'm having I have a knee problem, and walking out of the park in a crowded park, it's very hard to move Maneuver. side to side. Yeah. So we got back to the to the venue. Um, they had already had breakfast set up for us. It was set up in a buffet style, and also David had the silent auction area set up where all the people had donated items, and those were going to be raffled off during the event. So what did we think of breakfast? I just drank coffee. I don't usually eat that early. Yeah, it, it was it was okay. It was I mean, fruit. It was a Disney breakfast. It was yeah. fruit and pastries. The only right. part that sucked were the eggs. Right. Yes, yeah. uh, yes. The eggs sucked. Right. right. Well, they had bacon. They had tater tots. I got to tell you, I thought the bacon was good. The mm-hmm. bacon yes. was nice and crispy. We thought the bacon was good. They turkey sausage. Talk, turkey sausage. I thought was good. Um, they had um, empanadas, not empanadas, like um, quesadillas. Quesadillas. Quesadillas with egg sausage, onions, stuff like that. And they were all right. They weren't. I didn't think they were here or there. I thought the eggs sucked. Yeah. yeah. Typical Disney catered breakfast mm-hmm. eggs. They're not, not good anyway. But I thought the rest of the stuff was okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't really say it was fantastic, and I can't say it sucked either. I ate it. <laughs> I was surprised that I thought the coffee was okay. You were desperate. Apparently. <laughs> you were just desperate at that point. It tastes better at 6.30 in the morning. So it was very nice. We had breakfast. We had... Um, People came up to our table. I don't know what else was going on around us, but a lot of people came up to our table. We had a chance to meet a lot of folks and talk to a lot of people we've known. Yeah, we also had people from other Disney fan sites. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. also we had um, Len Testa from Touring Plans and the WW Today podcast. Uh, Henry Work from the Beta Mouse podcast. Um, Lou Mangello from WW Today. I mean, I'm sorry, WW Radio. AJ Wolf from the Disney Food Blog. Um, Several, several Disney fan. Yeah, I want to make sure there. we keep saying we. This was not our event. This was Dave Parfit's event, not associated yeah, with you're us. Right, you're right. With it's, us at all. So we wanted to make sure that you know this wasn't about us. But I got to tell you, it really was fantastic. I made a very special little friend this this at this event. Her name is Lakin. She was um, a young girl that we had met before, and who has grown up to be quite a special little lady. So hello, Lakin. <laughs> She's great. And I got to meet our first listener. I wasn't even out of my car yet in the parking lot. And I met Heidi. And we discussed what K-Cup we're going to have, because I always ask that on Facebook. So we were discussing coffee. But I wasn't even out of the car. That's funny. So I met our first listener. Excellent. And then um, we sort of mingled and, and got to know people and talked to people. And then I can't remember, what did the silent auction go off next? And then the silent auction ended at eight o'clock because mm-hmm. the park was opening. They had right. to end the silent auction at eight. Actually, I think the park opened at seven thirty. Yeah, the park yeah, opened yeah. at seven thirty. Because cast members actually came to our table and said, "If you want to go ride Star Tours, go do it because there's not going to be any line at this time." So I think that was a great perk for everybody. Got to we'll just walk right on that ride. A couple of people several times rode it over and over and mm-hmm. over again. I went with my parents twice. Just came out and went right back on. Hmm. It. That's cool. Um, and then Dave did the silent auction. And raised about two hundred and sixty dollars, I believe. No, because 
We donated the dining room. No, no, no. Five, it was, oh, shoot, I got it wrong. It was $526. Right. He's going to, Dave, correct me and post what the correct amount was. But it was about 526 bucks from the silent auction. Altogether, uh, it was over $2,500 raised for Give Kids the World from the event. So excellent work for that. Thanks to everybody who went and participated. And I joke about getting up at 4 a.m. to be there, but I was really glad we went and had a good time. It was really mm-hmm. nice to meet folks. Yeah, it was. And then, um, to our surprise, not something that Dave had planned, a Disney Imagineer came to our event. Someone who had worked on Star Tours. And he stood there, I would guess a good... 40 minutes, mm-hmm. 45 minutes, talking to people, answering questions. He even stayed after he was done and talked to people individually about his participation in the ride and all, answered a whole bunch of questions. It was a really nice perk. And his wife is involved with Give Kids the World. Mm-hmm. Is he really? Yeah. Is she really? Yeah. I don't remember his name. Does anybody remember his name? Hopefully Dave will post it and tell us about it. Diego. Ah, it was Diego. <laughs> Why the silence, you know? Diego. Um, so special, you know, thanks for Isn't that. He Dora's friend? Yeah, really, Dora the Explorer. <laughs> so that was a, a really nice surprise. It was something we weren't, Dave did not plan and just sort of happened and worked out to be great for everybody there. And then um, the special guest, Anthony Daniels, arrived. And Anthony Daniels is C3PO in the Star Wars. Sextuply. What do they call it now? That there's, it's not trilogy anymore. There's six of them. But when you saw him standing there, didn't he remind you of C-3PO? Yes, he had oh, yeah. the mannerisms mm-hmm. of him, and he was kind of the same. Very robotic. Very yeah. robotic. Well, just like how he was standing with his, he had his like feet turned out, and I'm like, oh, I remember C-3PO doing that. And he was the fact like, that he was bright gold is what made me him recognize him. He was not bright yeah. gold. Stop. <laughs> he was dressed normally. Um, what was really nice, too, was he actually paused for pictures for everybody. He mm-hmm. actually encouraged everybody to take pictures with him, which is something we were told he wasn't going to do, that this was something he just doesn't do when he makes appearances. He doesn't like to have his picture taken. So really well, special. A lot. We have a group photo somewhere on the Internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All except for Kevin. We can, I can put your head in. You know something? I was really glad to meet people. I had a wonderful time. I enjoyed sitting and talking to people. I've made it very clear that this is just not my thing. I, I, I wasn't around for the group photo. I didn't. It's okay. He wasn't into Robot Boy. I, just, it's, it's just so not my thing. And I am so glad that other people got to meet people that they wanted. That they wanted to. I am so glad that other people got to meet this gentleman if they wanted to. I got out of the way because I thought, why would I take up space or time? I, I wouldn't have known him if I tripped over him in the park. Another nice thing that he did, um, besides posing for photos, he donated some items for the silent auction. He did. Mm-hmm. And people that won that, he signed it yeah. afterwards. I think some of the pieces were um, like actual set pieces. Mm-hmm. He was right? saying he had walked on... The carpet or whatever, that one of the pieces. There was a, a couple there who won the silent auction item that, that we donated, which was um, dinner review with Kevin and I. And the gentleman of the couple actually won the set pieces, and they have the blue screen carpet pieces from some special effects scenes. And I believe it was Attack of the Clones or Clones or... <laughs> I couldn't tell you the difference between one and the yeah. other. Or... or Wars. But I know there was only there's only like 150 of these out right, there. Right, right. 
He said very all the of them were, were salvaged from the set. So, and he was very gracious in signing them. Very cool stuff. All in all, I thought it was a great event. I give Dave a lot of credit. Yes. Um, I don't want to go into details or anything, but I know for a fact that dealing with Disney and Disney event services is very difficult. And I know Dave had his challenges with them as well, and he did an excellent job of navigating all of that. Yes. Dave also had Dana and Maggie and Evie his working father, very hard. His, his That's his family. Kids. His wife and kids were working as well. So I give him credit for that. Big shout out to Dave. Congratulations on a spectacular event and a successful event, Dave. So, again, one of the perks of this event was that we were there at park opening on a Star Wars weekend when usually it's very crowded. So many of us got to just go on Star Tours and over and over again. So for those of you guys who wrote it, we want to hear your impressions. I'd really like to hear some details because we didn't write it. And also, if you can give us you know, your impressions of new versus old, I would love that. So go for it. I love it. <laughs> I think it's awesome. I've done it seven times. <laughs> I've done it four times now and every time you write it and, and I'm not into all the details of Star Wars but I enjoy it because of like the movie and the ride it, it could be Dora the Explorer up on the screen you know but the detail that's into it hmm. and the combinations because I wrote it four times and I've only had one segment repeat hmm. so you do get a different experience every time you ride it see it that wasn't the case for me. I've oh, really? seen. Yeah, we'll talk about the site. There are. They have fifty. Yeah, they have. They say there are fifty-four different experiences. What it is is they have two intros. They have, I think, three first planets, three characters that sort of greet you. I don't want to really go into too much detail. And then I think three endings. I think what we can do at this point is let people know that this will be a spoiler alert. We will talk yeah. about details that. If you're not interested in being spoiled, you want to be the first to experience it when you first ride the ride, you might want to not listen to the rest of the segment. So yeah. feel free to explain. Okay. I heard a good, um, a good analogy from the, an Imagineer. He said it's similar to a, like a slot machine. You, you, mm-hmm. you pull it down, and it has three different things, and they can match up you know, however, however you land on it, basically. Yeah, right. yeah so I've, when I wrote it, I did the first planet, um, one of the possibilities is Tatooine, where you do the uh, pod race from the episode one. Okay. Did I have, one? Out of seven times, I've seen that four. Oh, really? Yeah. Every time I see that brown planet coming toward us, I'm like, come again? <laughs> come on. <laughs> but um, the, as far as the intros, um, I think it's been like four and three. So, But, you know, they're only two intros, so you're going to see the intro repeat quite Is a few Darth times. Vader in both intros? No. Okay. Only one Dude. of them. Yeah. I saw the Darth Vader one. Yeah. See, in that one, I think I saw four times. And then the other one, it's a very similar intro, but it's stormtroopers and then like a robot sticks onto your windshield. And But yeah, it's it's a very similar thing. Okay. Now, as many times as you've, as you've ridden it, were you always in the same theater? Because I'm trying no. to figure out how you would no. get... Almost every time it was a different one, um, and yeah, I, I don't know how it works. Like if you mean like if one car has yeah, a certain configuration. Out of the four times, three times I was in the same theater. Oh, okay. But saw it differently, so I didn't know if it was like no, yeah, how I, they had that. And when you mean by yeah. theater is there's different ride vehicles. Yeah, because when you line up right. to get in, you could be 
in a different ride vehicle. But I don't think that matters. It's not supposed to matter. It's supposed right. to be a random sequence per vehicle. Yeah. Right. So let's talk a little bit about um, is the cube different from it was before? New lighting uh, and a couple of high-tech kind of mainly screens, like what yeah. they've done with projections and screens and stuff like that. Um, when you first walk in, and actually I, I have video of walking through the whole queue, so I'm going to post that on YouTube. Um, when you walk in, it's the same. You see the star speeder uh, with C-3PO and R2-D2, and they're getting it ready or whatever. Um, one of the cool things that I heard about was now this ride takes place earlier in the timeline than the original ride. So this star speeder, it says star speeder 1000. Mm-hmm. Whereas originally it was a Star Speeder three thousand, so it's an earlier model because we're earlier in the time. Yeah, the 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 ride supposedly takes place between episodes three and four. Yeah, so it's the end of the last of the trilo- of the first trilogy and the beginning of the first trilogy. Right. So it's <laughs> yeah. So and they have they have a giant video screen that shows departure and arrival times. It's you feel more like you're in an airport, which I think before they kind of went for that a little bit, like the. The video before you get on the ride used to be like a flight attendant looking right. woman and um, but this time it's full on like they have announcements coming over about delays and stuff like that. It feels like you're in an airport the first time when I took pictures and they had the screen up and they have it in whatever the language is mm-hmm. that's not English and as I was previewing through my pictures, I'm like, did I like blur the image or <laughs> Whatever, and then when I went back, and I went, oh, okay, it's in that language, and then it was like in English. Yeah. So it's cool. I guess it like appears differently mm-hmm. to and what so planet you go, you're from. You go to the same sort of queuing area. Yeah. And all that is still the same. All that's the same. Yeah. The one thing I noticed as soon as I walked in is they replaced the carpet because it smells really nice. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and yeah. then you get in the ride vehicle. The ride vehicle is the exact same ride vehicle you had mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. First, you get your 3D glasses. I thought they were awesome. Yeah. yeah. They were really really cool. Very Terminator like. Yeah. yeah. The look of them. Are the really look cool. of them. They look like actual glasses. Wow. Now, did you guys find a difference where you sat made a difference? Because when I sat in the back row up against the exit doors, it was much rougher than when I sat We had a, We talked to one person who said they've sat in different places, and they found the very first row, you feel like you're falling. There's a scene in the movie where you mm-hmm. in the ride where the, the ride vehicle tips forward. They said every time I feel like I'm going to fall out of the mm. seat. Where if I sit further back, I don't feel that way. That makes sense. So I don't know if it's just a perception thing or there really is a difference in because those are on hydraulics and I guess mm-hmm. the hydraulics can be positioned differently. And I guess things. if you you know like when we did the um, what was the other tour we did that they were showing you like the ride vehicles like if you sat at the corners, it would be a little. Mm. More intense. Right. Indiana Jones. Yeah. So you get in, those seats are the same, and the seat belts are the same, all that, and the mm-hmm. screen's in front of you. Um, you don't have that little guy anymore as your driver, right? Right. Now it's C-3PO. Yeah. So it's actually C-3PO. Yeah. We were in there twice the first night. The The room that we kept trying to go into, the the movie or something, quit fa- kept failing. And the one time they noticed it before we got in, so they moved us to another one. And the second time we were in, we were seated. We tugged on our yellow straps, and, like, the lights blinked. And I'm like, okay, we're not going to go. And the cast member picks up a phone, and he goes, okay, we're all going to move you again. So just be prepared. Well, I think, didn't you go during previews the first time? Or did you go, was it officially This was 
the night it's that it was supposed yeah. to meet up. Also, uh, one guest in the vehicle becomes a spy. Julie yeah. was the spy in our oh, ride. Really? My mom was the spy yeah. in one of them, yeah. They, they, yeah. they put the put the person's face up in like really? a little TV. Right and it's, right? from what I've heard, it's the cast member looks and picks somebody. Cause oh, okay. I was I thinking, about that. Yeah, I was thinking if it was like one seat, Everyone I thought if, so it's, too. if it's an empty seat, then it would be a picture of nothing. She was yeah. smack dab in the middle of that okay. ride vehicle as far as rows. See, yeah. we were in the back row. Sort of in the in the center, but yeah, it was a far back row. But yeah, I was like looking for cameras. So yeah. Like, okay, so a cast member actually picks the person. That's what I heard. Random. Okay. Yeah. It makes cool. sense. Yeah. I mean, like you said, they don't want an empty seat. You yeah. also don't want to do the same seat every time because people catch on. Right. And try to sit in that seat. And I'm sure they look for groups. You know what I mean? Like if it's a person by themselves and they show that picture, then it would like be like, cares. you know, <laughs> yeah, no, everybody would be like, who's that guy? But then, you know, when it's a family, especially if it's a family with a kid, yeah. I think they'll go, the go for the kid. Yeah. So how is the ride mechanism itself? I've ridden that ride and had to go to the hospital afterwards. I, I kid, but I mean, it's been yeah, very, but, very rough. It's been a while since I did the first one because of that feeling. It, it was it was very rough. I thought this was very smooth. And, and pretty much, I, th- I think it's because of the graphics were so crystal clear. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the old Body Wars ride? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. To kill you. But see, even Julie, she didn't want to do it because she doesn't like that type of simulated uh, attraction. But she, she was fine. Yeah, she came up and she liked kept it. Her breakfast. Yeah. She kept well, her breakfast. I was going to say, when we did it Sunday morning, I don't know that I would load my stomach up with all kind of breakfast food and then ride it. Yeah. Because think, after you've yeah. done it a couple times, especially if you're going to ride it more than once, you start to get a little bit yeah. queasy. Yeah. So the ride is smoother. Mm-hmm. The image is sharper. Very. Much, and, the very. Three, and how's the 3D? Mm-hmm. It's good. It's really good. Is there a non 3D option? No. Nope. Now I can't see. It's called the blurry option. <laughs> I can't see 3D. Yeah, neither can we. But with the glasses, it was much better than without the glasses. So I don't. I don't know what that is because usually 3D is just totally lost on me. But the screen was much clearer with the glasses on. So did it look 3D to you with the glasses? Or did it just no. Look, yeah. Just that clear. might have been it. It might have been a technology that just sharpened it up rather than yeah. maybe 3D. Was there anything else in the elements of it? Did they spray water on you or anything like that? Like no, in some they just of those had rides? like flashing lights like there was explosions or something. In my sequence, there was an underwater scene. Yeah, that was did my hit first that time. One? Yeah. I thought that was incredible. Yeah. yeah, that was really cool. Did you go? Did you get any experience that you thought was stupid? Like, oh, I can't believe they're doing this. The, the one thing that I sort of cringed, um, right before the, the final planet, you'll get a projection of a character. It's either Yoda, Princess Leia, or Admiral Akbar, who's like the fish guy. Yeah. Um, Princess Leia, it, it looks like Carrie Fisher, but young. And it's obviously a new, I mean, like, it's not like a pre-recorded thing from one of the old movies. So I don't know how they did that. But then at the end, she says, help me, Star Tours. You're my only hope. It's like, uh, all right. So that's uh, obviously lifted from the very first movie. And I was like, <laughs> eh, it's kind of lame. But uh, people enjoyed it. People cheered when she said that. So, Is this a must-do attraction? If you don't like Star Wars, probably not. I was just going to say not for me. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, I mean it, there, there are things out there, I think, that are not appealing to everybody, but I think people go for the attraction. I think they, if, even if you're not into Star Wars, which I'm not really, I enjoyed it. You know, I, I'm glad that there's something else in Hollywood Studios now that people can run to instead of just Toy Story Mania. Mm-hmm. Or the other side and do the rock and roller coaster and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, do you have to be a Star Wars fan to follow the story? 
I, I need to go see some of the movies. I, I would at I least felt, I felt left out. Yeah, I would at least be familiar with some of the characters. Like, I mean, everybody knows who Darth Vader is, right? I know the basic characters. Yeah, yeah. but it, yeah, I mean, it's it's fun. You know, it, it's obvious that there's a bad guy, and you are harboring someone on your ship that he wants to get, and you're trying to get away. Like, it's it's a very basic thing. So. It, but it helps to be at least familiar with some. You know, of the it's similar stores. to a themed ride like, um, like you know, in the Harry Potter area. I mean, if you walk through there and you ha- you've never seen a Harry Potter movie, you might say, "Oh, this is cool. This is neat." But you might not get right. a lot of the little details. What that? What yeah. Does that mean? So you so you might miss some details do if they you have don't that, know a lot. Do they had that stuttering lizard on it. <laughs> stuttering lizard. The bunny lizard. The bunny lizard. Mm-hmm. I'm not I sure what that is. One. You know, from the, the movie where they're underwater. Oh, he is. Yeah, he is there, but you almost run into him. Like you're underwater and you're oh, going good. and he has to duck to get out of the way. Oh. Uh, which, I, yeah, I think fans appreciated that. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> yeah. And there is a, a bypass tunnel we went through there because I took my daughter-in-law through and she couldn't ride. So you can walk through and see the queue. And there's a bypass tunnel. Is it the baby swap? Same thing as the baby swap, or is it just the bypass? It just says bypass tunnel up on the. Because we said, could we go through and just look at the queue? And they said, oh yeah, sure, just go through the bypass tunnel. And they have like the you know the the different colored lights. The hallway looks sort of creepy, so you sort of get like a little mini experience walking through that if you don't want to do the ride. So you can go through and see the queue. Awesome. See, we waited to about nine o'clock to go ride it, and the the wait was already like ten minutes. But then they opened up another lane, so we, we went through the queue really fast, and we came out of the attraction, and the, the wait time went up to like 45 minutes. Yeah. That yeah. fast, it jumped I, up. I understand they were letting people from our breakfast use the single rider line if they showed their bed, if they showed their uh, no, wristbands. Really? Yeah. So hmm. Some people got on past the 40-minute line, so that was great. Scale of 1 to 10, what do we think of the new ride? I'll have to ride it again to say, because I want to experience the whole thing. The, I want to actually see the queue. I want to see another. Um, it was so early. Well, give me a one me. to ten, just on what you experienced. Um, compared to the first one, to this one, I, I give it a eight to nine. I would have to say nine, only because it's so hyped up that there are so many different variations. Yet there's still a chance you'll see a lot of the same stuff. Like if you wait 45 minutes and then you go wait another 45 minutes and expect to see a whole new ride, there's right. a good chance you're going to repeat yeah. some but things. But people know it's not a completely different experience. Yeah. The elements are, are repeated, so yeah. you can have the elements. Yeah. I'd give yeah. it a, a 9 or a 10. I mean, I think if you're not into Star Wars, you'd probably enjoy it. Max, did you ride it? Just once. Did you like it? Yeah, I loved it. I think a 9. Excellent. Are you a Star Wars fan? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Have all the original like first three on tape. I'm going to get on DVD. Oh, on tape, huh? I joke around about it and I make stories and stuff, but I'm a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. I've seen all the movies multiple times. I even watched that horrible cartoon, cartoon <laughs> Clone Wars. Oh, that was horrible, but yeah. I, I still watch it. I love that stuff. So, other than the fact that I'm scared to ride it because I'm afraid it's going to hurt my back and hurt my mm. neck, I would have to get out there and ride it yeah. for sure. I should also mention we do have video on uh, the WDW Info YouTube account of the opening ceremony. And it that is definitely worth watching. It's like 13 minutes cut down from like 45. But um, George Lucas makes an appearance. Yeah, it was a very, very cool opening and ceremony. And can I say that somebody needs to give Bob Iger acting lessons? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
he's, he was he's a business guy. But, he doesn't uh, know what he's doing. But I mean, when you can, it was like Eisner. Eisner didn't know what he was doing. Well, either. but I thought Michael Eisner always brought a little more enthusiasm to it than Bob Iger. Really? Yeah. Eisner did. <laughs> yeah. The YouTube address is um, forward slash WDW info. So check it out. Subscribe. We're going to be adding a ton of videos in the upcoming weeks and months. Excellent. I was shocked at how crowded the park was. At 9.30 in the morning. We left, and I thought, I cannot believe how crowded this park is. Well, when they took us back at quarter to seven or whatever time it was, and that was when the stormtroopers were starting to go up on the roof. They were cool. Yeah. Yeah. I have cool. to say that. That was very cool. I do have to say, we, I, we didn't see them when we went in because we went in way too early, right with the first wave. And they came out after we did. And they were there when we left. It was very cool. It was a bright, hot, sunny day. Mm-hmm. And it, the way the sun was shining off there. They were so white. They were so white against yeah. the blue sky. It was quite a visual. I thought that was pretty cool. And I, uh, But I imagine anybody standing in a white plastic costume would have looked cool on top of the, the canopy. Yeah, but they do a good job of the sound and their right. talking and yeah. shooting and stuff. I was just shocked. If you're, if you're not a Star Wars fan... And you're not knowing what to expect. This is not the time yeah. to go to Hollywood Studios Absolutely. unless you're going for Star Wars weekends and those festivities, or you have no other choices. If you can avoid the weekend while you're here at Hollywood Studios and you're not a Star Wars fan, you're going to be happier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Great. Well, thanks everybody. Thanks for uh, giving us your feedback on the ride. That'll do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion. Come, please come back and join us for more. We've got a lot going on this week. Um, coming up, uh, Kathy Rowling is going to talk about Pixar Weekend at Walt Disney World. The Disneyland team has uh, a podcast for us. Kevin Close has a segment about Disney's highs and lows. And we have an email show for you in addition to our news and roundtable discussion with our rapid fire segment so a lot going on this week thanks for listening and we'll see you later